Welcome to Jury Duty, I'm your host, Chris Terracone. Season 8 of Jury Duty explores the trial of Alex Murdoch, a member of one of the most powerful families in South Carolina, who is accused of murdering his son, Paul, and his wife, Maggie, with the purpose of covering up a myriad of alleged crimes, including fraud and homicide. In our last episode, we continued our look at the testimony of Lieutenant Britt Dove, the sled expert in digital forensics who answered questions about Maggie Murdoch's phone activity and the possible manipulation of that phone after Maggie last used it. In this installment, we continue our look at the prosecution's direct examination of Lieutenant Dove. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It is the morning of Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Judge Clifton Newman gavels into session the sixth day of testimony in the Alex Murdoch murder trial. As we concluded our last installment, prosecutor John Conrad appeared to seek to use the testimony of digital forensics expert Lieutenant Britt Dove to lay a foundation of circumstantial evidence that it was Alex Murdoch who manipulated Maggie's phone, walked around with it, and made calls and sent text messages to her phone after she was shot. We begin today with Judge Newman inviting Conrad to continue his questioning of Lieutenant Dove about his analysis of data from Maggie Murdoch's phone. State's case, you may continue. Good morning, Lieutenant Dove. Good morning. We were talking about Maggie's phone at the end of the evening last night, correct? Yes, sir, we were. Uh, before we move on, I want to cover just a couple more quick things, and then we'll move on. I'm going to show you State's Exhibit 283 again, and this was the uh, detailed timeline for Magazine, correct? Yes, sir. And I'm going to flip to line 4529. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Can you read uh, 4529 on the screen? Can you read that, sir? Yes, sir, I can. Uh, and this is a log entry, correct? Yes, sir. This appears to be a log entry from the data usage SQLite database. And in the far right column there, what, what does that say? In the far right column, as I look at it, it says com.apple.dataUsage.findMyiPhone. And then it's got Wi-Fi in zero, Wi-Fi out zero. Uh, and what time did that data entry occur on Maggie's phone? That data usage entry occurred at 10.05.13 p.m. And what does that tell you? That in the background, um, Find My iPhone um, was using data on the phone. Does this information or any information you've looked at in your investigation tell you exactly why the data would be used at that time? No, sir. It could have just been a background app that was running that had been open from previously in the day. Uh, could it have been uh, that Find My iPhone being triggered from elsewhere? It could have been. But you can't tell for certain with uh, your, in your opinion? No, sir. I cannot tell if it was running in the background or if somebody was accessing it. Okay, thank you. Again, referencing Maggie's phone, one thing that we have not talked about yet were any location points from that night. Have we? No, sir. 
And, in fact, in your uh, analysis of her phone, at least for the night in question, did you discover any uh, precise GPS location points? From which there are several different databases that location information would be from. From the cache database, I didn't find anything for that night. Um, it looks like previously from the examination that she'd used a map um, to go to an appointment or to a location, and that information was obtained. Okay, and that was from the afternoon, correct? Yes, yeah, so that was from earlier in the day. All right, but at least in terms of precise GPS location for that night, your investigation didn't find any on her phone, correct? No, sir. And I'm going to show you, again, I'll put it up on the screen. This is in the evidence, states 275. All right, and this is, uh, we talked about this yesterday, but this is Maggie's location services, correct? Yes, sir. Correct. What did we talk about for the majority of apps we see on the screen? How are location settings set? For the ones pictured on the screen, there's the majority of them are set to wallet using. And so in your opinion, uh, knowing that and knowing what you've uh, investigated in her database, uh, why don't we see a lot of location data on her phone for the night in question? It could have been from those apps not being accessed. It whether running in the background from previous in the day would not being cleared out or not started at a particular time of that day. So Maggie's phone was not continuously recording location information, correct? Not from the apps in the cache database it was. Uh, but you don't have anything in that cache database, correct? Not from that day, no, sir. Because while she's out at Moselle, would she have been using her map to navigate? No, sir. Okay. So her phone was fairly well locked down when it came to location, correct? Yes, sir. Prosecutor Conrad next moves on from asking Lieutenant Dove about Maggie Murdoch's phone to questioning him about Alex Murdoch's phone. This has been marked as States 285. I'm going to ask you to take a look at this, please. And what is that item, sir? This item is an Apple iPhone. It was submitted to me with a SIM card and a black case on it. When was it submitted to you? In September of 2021. And... Uh, have you had an opportunity to examine that phone? Yes, sir, I have. And in your examination, were you able to determine who uh, owns that phone? Yes, sir. According to the account information I obtained from that phone, it belongs to Alex Murdoch. Your Honor, at this time, uh, State would move uh, Exhibit 285 into evidence. Okay. I'm going to show you pre-marked at State's Exhibit 286. All right. And did you take a look at it? I'm sorry. Yes, sir, I did. All right, and what is that inside that box? Inside this box is a portable solid-state external drive that I received and placed a copy of the Celebrite extraction from Alex Murdoch's phone. Okay, and so in your examination uh, of Alex's phone, you did a, a extraction, correct? Yes, sir, I did a full file system extraction. Okay, uh, using what software? I used GrayKey to collect the extraction, then I processed it and decoded it through Celebrite Physical Analyzer, and also Axiom by Magnet Forensics. Uh, and you then placed a full copy of the Cellbrite report on that hard drive, correct? Minus several things. Due to the fact that Mr. Murdoch is an attorney, there was a privilege review done. So we were, I was only able to put on there things that were not removed by our attorney for tank purposes. SLED had an attorney who did a privilege review, correct? Yes, sir, they did. And several things were removed, several communications were removed, correct? Yes, sir. It's my understanding they were removed for attorney-client privilege. All right. Obviously, because you aren't part of the privilege review, you don't know exactly what was removed. Correct. However, when it comes to Alex's call log, did you consult with the SLED attorney to determine whether any items were removed from Alex's call log? 
Correct. None of the calls were removed. It mainly consisted of text messaging, emails, things of that nature that would actually be the communication, okay. not calls. And at this time, state would move to enter Exhibit 286 in evidence. And I'm going to show you Exhibit 287. Take a look at that, sir. Okay. Do you recognize that? Yes, sir, I do. This is a copy of the Celebrite extraction from Alex Murdoch's phone that just contained call logs. The date filter was placed on this report for May 1st. 2021 to June 30th, 2021. At this time, state move to enter Exhibit 287 into evidence. Objection. Submit it. Objection. All right, let's take a look at Alex's call logs. Um, and, uh, Your Honor, the, I don't know if this uh, defense has an exit, uh, objection, but they would have moved to place this under seal to protect phone numbers that might appear. Right. And if, if we could remove the screen to the audience, please. The privacy of the phone numbers on there, it's under seal. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. With Judge Newman allowing Prosecutor Conrad to place under seal the phone numbers appearing on Alex Murdoch's phone log in order to protect the privacy of their owners, Conrad proceeds to ask Lieutenant Dove about some of the entries on that phone log. Let's take a look at line 39. 39, can you see that? Yes, sir, I can. Uh, and what is that? It appears to be a call that was received on 5-30-2021 at 5-25-25 p.m. and answered. Looks like a FaceTime call. Uh, and that was on May 30th, correct? Yes, sir. Let's look at line 38 and 37. What are those? <clears throat> Line 38 and 37 are both calls. They show outgoing as far as the number, that phone dialed to another number. On June 4th, 2021, the first one on line 38 is at 3.41.34 p.m. Shows not answered as a FaceTime call. And on line 37, the time on that call, the same individual was 4. 35.56 p.m. It shows not answered as a FaceTime call. Okay. Let's look at line 36. What is that? Line 36 is a telephone call that was placed by this phone. It was outgoing is the direction. It was placed on June 7th, 2021 at 10.25.49 p.m. It shows not answered. It shows a FaceTime call. Wait a minute. So we have a call from June 4th, correct? Yes, sir. And then another call... At 1025, it's June 7th, the night of the murders, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, but you testified yesterday on Maggie's phone, you saw several incoming calls beginning at about 9.02, correct? Yes, sir, I did. And are those calls in this call log on Alex's phone? No, sir, they are not. Let's talk about data that's restored or retained on phones. And we talked a little about SQLite databases yesterday, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and the SQLite databases, uh, for the most part, tend to keep information for only certain periods of time, correct? Yes, sir. Um, now, is a call log, a phone call log, that type of database? It's 
different style of database. It's not recording information as quickly as, say, orientation changes or GPS location stuff because you don't place calls constantly every day, every two minutes or more. Um, if you did, then you would see it get overwritten and taken out the older stuff as new stuff comes in. But people don't make calls that much. Uh, so for that reason, it lasts longer in there. So the call log lasts longer than other types of information on a phone, correct? Yes, sir. Typically it does just because that's not used as often. And as a call log builds up, it might eventually, uh, old calls might eventually drop off, correct? Yes, sir. Older calls will drop off. Uh, but that would be a pretty, with a phone's available memory, that would be a pretty long list before they started to drop off, correct? Yes, sir. And here we see just simply a gap. We see calls from May of 2021, and then there's a couple calls on June 4th of 2021, and then nothing until 10.25 p.m. the night of the murders, correct? Yes, sir, correct. Can the database simply overriding itself explain a gap? A gap like that um, would indicate that it was actually removed from there. Uh, so as if a call were to fill up and start over overriding itself, it would overwrite the oldest items first, you just said, correct? Yes, sir. It's a standard thing with databases like that. Usually the first in is going to be the first out. And here we see older calls from May, correct? Yes, sir. And then calls, a couple calls in June, 4th, and then 10.25 p.m., we start to see calls again, correct? Yes, sir. And that gap, when you say removed a second ago, how can those calls be removed to create such a gap? For a call to be removed, you can go in and very easily go to your call log if you chose to, and you can swipe it. If you move it to the left, that number, it'll pop up red on the right-hand side and say delete. And if you choose to delete that call, you could do that. Same way you could with text messaging, voicemails, other things that you have access to, user access to. Is there any way other than that, what you just described, that you're aware of, that could, any process that could explain that gap in call records on Alex's phone? No, sir. So those calls were deleted, correct? It would appear that way from based off of looking at the reports and the examination of the phone. And, and one last question about that. In the far right column uh, we, of these calls, we see face source FaceTime. What, what does that mean? It was a FaceTime call um, using the iPhone versus dialing the number. Uh, and when you pulled this report, uh, you know, if there were normal phone calls, would they have simply been left out? Is that possible? Uh, it, I pulled it for all call logs, so it should have pulled any regular calls also along with FaceTime. Okay. Um, and you got Alex's phone when? And I got it in September. So that was a full three months after approximately there. Uh, approximately a full three months after uh, the murder, correct? Yes, sir. Um, so uh, you can't, can you testify today of, of, of when you think those calls were removed with any information? No, sir, I cannot. So at some point between when those calls were placed on the night of June 7th and when you got the phone in September, those calls disappeared off that phone, correct? Those calls are not on the phone anymore. Okay. How it happened, I don't know. Um, did you do anything in your investigation, in your extraction or analysis to potentially remove those calls? No, sir, I did not. With Lieutenant Dove having testified that the records of all incoming and outgoing calls to and from Alex Murdoch's phone between June 4th, 2021 and June 7th, 2021 at 10.25 p.m. had somehow been manually deleted, Prosecutor Conrad moves on to inquire about text messages to and from that phone. I'm going to show you State's Exhibit 288. 
And do you recognize that, sir? Yes, sir. This is a copy of a Celebrite extraction report that was done for messages from Alex Murdoch's phone. Are you prepared that report? Yes, sir. And that report is from the data contained on that hard drive from the full Celebrite report? Yes, sir. And two evidence under seal to protect phone numbers uh, displayed on this. Are you able to um, submit a, re a redacted copy deleting the founders uh, at a later time for the record? Uh, we could probably make that happen. It might take some manual work, but we could do that anyway. All right. You may proceed. I'm going to have you flip in this report. Uh, previously, when we looked at Maggie's phone, uh, you testified about a group text that occurred at approximately 8.31 p.m. that night, the 9 of June 7th. Have, yes, sir. I'm going to have you flip to those texts. Uh, Alex was a part of that group text message, correct? Yes, sir, correct. And specifically, we're looking for the text that's, that occurred at 8.31 p.m. that night. I see it. Okay, you see it. Yes, sir. Okay, and I'm going to show on this the text that arrived on Alex's phone at 8.31 p.m. Uh, can you see that on your screen, sir? Yes, sir, I can. All right, and this is the same text that we saw on Maggie's phone, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And that arrived at what time? That it shows it arrived on June seventh, twenty twenty-one, at eight thirty-one p.m. We're not going to go through the same individual, read the list of individuals, but these are the same individuals that were in the group text we saw on Maggie's phone, correct? Yes, sir. Correct. All right. And we'll quickly read this text again. What does it say? I plan to go over to visit Dad tomorrow afternoon. Is anyone else planning to go? And what time, date, and time was that? text read on Alex's phone? It shows read June 8th, 2021 at 144.49 p.m. So that's the next day? Yes, sir. All right, and we're going to go to the next text in this thread. Can you read that? Yes, sir. I can make out what the text says. All right, and what time did this text arrive on Alex's phone? The text arrives June 7th, 2021 at 8.31.47 p.m. All right, and what's this text say again? It says, I'm in court all week with an emoji. All right. And that's the text from Lynn G? Yes, sir. Right. And when was that text read? It was read on June 8th, 2021 at 1.44.49 p.m. So I'm going to go a little bit earlier in the day on those texts, the same text thread. What time, the text that you see on the short time, did it arrive on Alex's phone? It arrived June 7th, 2021 at 4 48 23 p.m. and just read the text for us again or read the text for us please it says room 632 nurse says we can alternate visits with only one person in at a time and who sent that text it looks like john marvin murdoch All right. and what time was that text read it shows read june 7th 2021 at 5 10 32 p.m. That's within about 20 minutes. Is that roughly correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And let's look at uh, the next text in this same thread. What time did this text arrive on Alex's phone? It arrived June 7th, 2021 at 4.48.48 p.m. And what time was that text read? It shows read June 7th, 2021 at 5.10.32 p.m. So again, roughly about 20 minutes after it arrived on the phone, correct? Yes, sir. But yesterday you testified on Maggie's phone about a text that was from Alex at approximately 9.08.58. And I believe the text said something to the nature of, I'm going to see M or something like that. Can you find that text in this uh, report, please? 
Yes, sir, I did. Uh, we see that text, and this was an outgoing text, correct, from Alex's phone? Yes, sir, it shows the status is being sent. All right, and what time was it sent? It was sent on June 7th. 2021 at 9.08.58 p.m. And uh, read the text again. It says, going to check on M, be right back. And we'll go to the text just after that. This, this is another sent text, correct? Yes, sir. The status is showing as a sent text. Right. What time was this text sent? It was sent June 7th, 2021 at 9.47.23 p.m. And what does the text say? The text says, call me, babe. I'm going to ask you to find a text that Alex sent. Uh, I believe the contact is called Rogan at uh, approximately 10.24 p.m. Can you find that for us, please? Yes, sir. I've located it. What time was this text sent? This text shows it sent on June 7th, 2021 at 10.24.43 p.m. And this was sent to Rogan, correct? Yes, sir, correct. And what does the text say? It says, call me. Prosecutor Conrad next moves on to ask the witness about health data, including recorded steps from Alex Murdoch's phone. I'm going to show you what's been marked as State's Exhibit 290. Do you recognize that document, sir? Yes, sir, I do. And what is that document? This is a copy of the Magnet Forensics Axiom Report that I prepared for Alex Murdoch's phone to show health database um, steps and movement. This time, state will move to enter Exhibit 290-290 into evidence. Uh, does not need to be under seal. No objection. We're going to start looking at these steps first, so this the screen can show this. Uh, this is Exhibit 290, and it's not under seal. Let's take a look at Record 16 and Record 17. Can you see those? Yes, sir, I can. And uh, Record 16, what does that indicate? Record 16 indicates that we're at 49 steps. On June 7th, 2021, beginning time 6.02.51 p.m., ending time 6.07.33 p.m., the same day. Record 17, what does that show? Record 17 indicates that the phone recorded 173 steps on June 7th, 2021, beginning at 6.14.42 p.m. and ending at 6.23.46 p.m. You testified yesterday about steps, correct? Yes, sir. Do you recall, in terms of our ability to rely on those steps, uh, what you testified to? Yes, sir. And uh, in your opinion, what do these steps tell us? It tells us that the phone recorded the steps. It's not 100% accurate as to that's how many steps were taken. Um, it also will not tell where the start was, the stop was, as far as distances, anything like that. But it's not 100% accurate. It just says the phone recorded steps. It was in movement recording steps. For a phone to record steps, what does that tell you? How does a, a phone, I mean, what kinds of motion can cause a phone to record steps? Possibly somebody was holding it in their hand, somebody had it in their pocket, but they were moving, they were actually in motion. They were either walking, could be running, um, it would record the steps. But the, somebody's got the phone in movement versus putting in your cup holder, your car, and driving around, it's not going to record steps that way. So in your opinion, if someone puts the phone in a, in a car seat, or in a cup holder, and they drive, will the phone record steps? No, it will not. Let's look at record 18 and 19. Well, you can make out record 18 at the top, correct? Yes, sir, I can. Right. And what is that? It shows that the phone recorded 57 steps taken on June 7th, 2021 at 6.42.12 p.m., 
beginning time, ending 6.43.55 p.m. Uh, record 19, what does that show? Record 19 shows that the phone recorded 283 steps beginning at June 7th, 2021 at 6.52.27 p.m. and ending at 7.02.05 p.m. Let's look at record 20. What does that show? It shows the phone recorded 165 steps. Start time is June 7th, 2021 at 7.03.55 p.m. with an ending time of 7.11.29 p.m. Let's go to record 21. What does that say? It shows that the phone recorded 200 steps. Start time is June 7th, 2021 at 7.15.35 p.m. Ending time of 7.21.52 p.m. All right, record 22. 22 shows that the phone recorded 47 steps. Start time is June 7th, 2021 at 7.28.35 p.m. Ending time 7.37.11 p.m. All right, record 23. Record 23 shows the phone recorded 270 steps. Start time is June 7th. 2021 at 7.55.32 p.m. Ending time is 8.05.07 p.m. Uh, record 24. The beginning of this record shows that the phone recorded 29 steps with a start time of June 7, 2021 at 7.41.23 p.m. Let's finish record 24 there. When did those steps end? Those steps ended for that record on June 7, 2021 at 7.48.41 p.m. So this report, like uh, the report we looked at yesterday from Maggie, that it's chronologically a little bit out of order, correct? Yes, sir. Correct. The, the times that you're stating, those are those are correct. Yes, sir. That's uh, right. And, and just because the steps here that were recorded 7:48, according to your analysis, that's when those steps occurred, correct? Yes, sir. And the fact that it, it's listed in your report after steps that it occurred later doesn't mean those steps occurred later. Is that correct? Correct. Let's look at record 25. What does that say? Record 25 shows that the phone recorded 74 steps. Start time of June 7th, 2021 at 8.05.35 p.m. Ending time of 8.09.52 p.m. All right, record 26, what does that say? Record 26 shows the phone recorded 283 steps with a start time of June 7th. 2021, 9.02.18 p.m., ending time, 9.06.47 p.m. So, and I'll hand this report back to you, but we see an hour gap between those steps that it ended at 8.09 and when the steps start to occur again at 9.02, correct? Correct. I'll hand you reports so you can flip through it because some of the things got out of order. Just to verify, do you see any steps that occur on that phone between those two times, between 809 and 902. No, sir, I do not. And whose phone are we talking about again? This phone was Alex Murdoch's phone. Was this phone being moved around with or walked around with during that gap in time, according yes. to the record or the analysis you've done? No, sir, not in my opinion, based off my analysis. It bears mentioning that earlier in Prosecutor Conrad's direct examination of Lieutenant Dove, the witness testified that on June 7, 2021, at 8.54 p.m., Maggie's phone was manipulated and the camera on that phone did not recognize the face of the user. And during that exact period of time, specifically between 8.53 p.m. and 8.55 p.m., Maggie's phone recorded 59 steps. With the testimony of Lieutenant Dove that there were no steps recorded on the defendant's phone that same night, between 8.09 p.m. and 9.02 p.m., 
we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Alex Murdoch. Please join our next installment as we continue our look at the testimony of cell phone forensics expert, Lieutenant Britt Dove. Also, check out the Crime Story podcast, Night Raid, wherever you get your podcasts. And, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie and Tholis. It was co-produced and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty.